Welcome to Bound by Books. I'm sci-fi romance author Tina Moss, and I'm joined today by my co-host. Marianne Maria. I write paranormal romance, paranormal urban fantasy, and all everything per- paranormal for now. All the paranormal. All the things. Yes, all the things. So before how we are- jump in, how are you doing, Marianne? Um, okay. Going? I have been deep in the cave and took a little bit of a break, uh, you know, to do a little bit of artwork yesterday and sent it off to you. Nice. <laughs> and uh, uh, just, uh, you know, trying to right now I'm fighting with making my my main character likable. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm on that line that you that where somebody needs to be brazen and kind of kick assy. And then mm-hmm. at the same time, you still want her to be likable. You don't want her to sound petulant. You don't want her to sound too much like a, a B-I-T-C-H. <laughs> you want her to, you know, <laughs> you want her to be likable. So, right. you know, in the messy middle, trying to do that, you know, while at the same time having her accomplish what needs to be accomplished. Right. I feel like so, there's so many, you know, standards for female characters in particular where they're we're treading that line of you know is she gonna come off too aggressive is she gonna come off you know with a with an attitude problem whereas in real life I don't I don't know that we would be as harsh as we sometimes are in our fiction (laughs) I suppose I mean that you want to keep the drama Mm -hmm. which is part of what we're you know what we're going to be talking about today is yes. <laughs> making you know not just the drama that's on our pages between our main characters and their conflicts or even you know between the between themselves and their love interests you know which is always <laughs> fun um you know what is it what is it like uh the angry foreplay type of thing you know fighting <laughs> into, favorite. Yeah, fighting into foreplay that type of thing so but drama, yeah, mm-hmm. we're discussing drama. It's and... a kind of a perfect segue into it because the difference of like, you know, how do we hold people to what standards we hold them to and which people we hold to what standards. And I do, I have talked about it a little bit before in the podcast and on my personal TikTok, but there is this power dynamic between authors and readers and usually authors holding the the higher position in that power dynamic just because of the nature of you know readers uh loving their books and such so there is a different standard i think that authors are held to than let's say reviewers or readers or now this kind of newer genre of of person which is the book talker bookstagrammer booktuber kind of book content creator they are also right. held to those standards so right. yeah I think I think we're gonna jump into that a little bit today and talk about you know some of the some of the drama and some of the scandals that have plagued the book community since the beginning of publishing time but in particular like how I think women have been kind of targeted for that drama and I know that's not a word that everybody likes to use but unfortunately it is kind of the word that we have but there's definitely a certain how do we say uh allure i think that the romance genre in particular has that's kind of beholden to these things what do you think marianne the, the, our, <laughs> our genre gives birth to the drama mamas yeah <laughs> i'm both like, on the page so and off the page impossible but there really is no way we just are kind of no. you know, in it well i mean for those listening i mean if you've if you've consumed enough social media especially over the course of the last five years i'm sure you have come across the collective gasp that happens 
<laughs> in our community when somebody crosses the line or does something that the the community as a whole either doesn't like or they do something that really is not it's not all that big big but there are a bunch of squeaky wheels that make it a big deal so yeah. i mean so we've run the gamut from that um and the the most recent being a author who a f- two years ago faked their own death um we don't know why right. we just know that this was something that was done and it was done in such a underhanded and just like you can't make this stuff up yeah Even i mean for writers you can't obviously make this, stuff up. this person you know we wish them well obviously there's mental health issues yes. going on there yeah um, but this is kind of the definition of author behaving badly like we don't yeah. we don't get i i can't think of a situation that's been in recent years like more like worse than this this is really bad the the fact that you know she would put her f- friends online and readers through this kind of horrific ordeal of faking her death and not only that but i don't know if you know marianne she then went on to create a fake pen name yes re- rejoin her group as this new writer asking for help on things right. and then eventually getting to the point where she took that group over her old group as this as this new person who and never revealed that you know this that she was the same person until you know just just today essentially and the the idea of of you know pretending to uh unalive yourself well so we don't get a you know we have the <laughs> algorithms upset but then come and come back as another person to essentially spy on her group and take it over that's clearly a lot of like i said mental health issues and some trauma going on there, yes so. absolutely and the thing is is we don't know what what the, the source of that trauma is right the only thing that was reported was that she had reached out to people when she finally fessed up that she had unalived herself with the with the help of her own child with the help of her yeah. own daughter but even that's come into question that did she actually use her kid to do this now her kid meaning an adult an adult right. child not a not a child child um or, or was did it she her? pose as her yeah. own child posting on her on her own site and her original Facebook page saying, you know, thank you for all of the best wishes for my mom and so mm-hmm. forth. And it's just it makes you wonder what would drive somebody to that point. Right. Out, you know, I mean, if somebody is is on the edge enough to be able to even consider this as a possibility. Mm-hmm. I mean, was it an experiment? You know, to see yeah. whether or not that her pen name would do as well as her other name. I, but, but I mean, this gets even more twisted in the sense that, like, the, the family or in the guise of the family, because we don't know, took money for her funeral. Yes, like, I know. Collected- a GoFundMe page. There was a GoFundMe page. Yes, it's. I mean, absolutely. You know, it's shocking Bizarre. on many levels, and I think it's okay for the community to kind of feel two ways about it. Like, on one hand, yes absolutely thrilled that she is alive and you know for all intensive purposes okay obviously needing some help but she is alive and on the flip side feeling just so hurt and betrayed and obviously this brings up people's own traumas and triggers which are very valid and it's I think it's kind of okay to feel like relief and anger and and sadness and and all All the the emotions that are going to come up with this but um yeah this is this is probably one of the the worst uh 
particular instances of, like I said, authors behaving badly or just, you know, a scandal within our community. And I think what people fail to realize is that, you know, sometimes people use the word drama in a very flippant way, like, oh, it's the latest gossip kind of thing. And it's it's exciting and it gets the adrenaline going. But this is real people and real lives. Like these are she had friends online who mourned her and yes. grieved for her and, yes. you know, felt guilty. Like the, if they, you know, had said the wrong thing or if they hadn't reached out, like there there's real life uh, pain behind all this. And of course, uh, the author themselves. So I think that's important to remember that with all of these kinds of instances that come up, they, these are real people that affect our community. So, I mean, I, I, our industry is just as cold and unforgiving as the music industry and the, and Hollywood, mm -hmm. you know, and the, the, you know, film and TV and so forth. Yeah. And it can be just as cold in terms of getting your break, you know, mm -hmm. because there are plenty of people out there singing and acting their woulda, shoulda, coulda is because they're, they just didn't, that, that break didn't come for them. And the same thing, there are plenty of authors out there with talent who write amazing stories who just never get that, that, you know, break to be able to make it to the next echelon. Right. That being said, social media is like a double edged sword when it mm -hmm. comes to that, because as much as it can, it can uh, catapult you into popularity, it can also be used against you and it could really strike at the core of an artist. It really mm -hmm. can, because it's not just people coming at you about your work. It's people coming at you about your physical appearance, about you know, whether or not you have talent, whether or not you sometimes I mean, there have been authors that I knew that were who uh, people trolls have said to them that they should just give up writing or go kill themselves. I mean, it's, it's like horrible. It's, it's horrible. Some of the things that are said. And I think one of the things that I, you know, I, I learned early on, and I'm afraid that a lot of people in our, in uh, you know, within our, uh, our community don't learn is to hands up, step away from the keyboard. When mm -hmm. somebody when when you when you come across a, a troll, whether it's in a bad review or in a comment on social in some way, don't interact. It's like don't feed the trolls the same way you don't feed the animals at the zoo. You don't feed the trolls. You don't give them anything because the more you give them, the more you interact with them. It just fuels them to be to not. I gotcha. You know, so you just right. hands up, walk away from the keyboard. And I think a lot of times that's kind of hard to do. And. That may uh, contribute to people spiraling to that would foster something like this, you know, this bizarre Behavior. thing that just happened with yeah. this, you know, with this one author, you know, and we're not naming names because we don't know what the cause is. And like you, you, know, you said very compassionately that there's mental illness involved here. Definitely. You know, yeah. but there have been other ones, you know, mm -hmm. that, that, that we've come across. I'm sure you've got a ton of them. I can think of one in particular that yeah. <laughs> that that revolved around a copyrighted word years ago. Oh my God. <laughs> that, that was a huge one as well. And I think it's, it's worth talking about because that also goes into more nitty gritty parts of publishing where an author essentially was trying to um, gatekeep a word from the community and a word that is very popular in, in certain um, areas of the romance community and in, in books on book covers, book titles, right. book series, etc. And the idea that one person could kind of like hold this word hostage right. um, under uh, under a trademark is is wild to me. And obviously it opened the doors to, to other people trying to do things like with the word alpha, I think was after that yes. and so on. Eventually these it, cases were dismissed, but still it, it definitely rattled the community in a very serious way. 
and um and rightly so, so because i absolutely. don't believe I Absolutely. don't believe one author has the ability to gatekeep an actual word to hold it hostage. You want to stylize no, that word. You want to you want to use that word in a specific title and then you want to trademark or copyright that title. That's right. a different story, you know, whether it's in a specific font that you've had that you've had created that is that is proprietary to you. That's fine, but you cannot just you cannot just you know, put your hooks into a, into a word that's part of common language. You just exactly. Can't, that's you know, the key and, here. You know, it's not like we're trying to uh, trademark, you know, uh, I don't know, like Star Wars or something. Right. It's it's something that was, you know, with the word cocky, with the word alpha. These are words that are very common to the community. And in, in, in this particular case, uh, contemporary romance in particular. But right. it's certainly not something that you could hold hostage. But it didn't prevent this author from trying. And well, actually, getting- she. Black she got listen. it through. Well, she she passed. It, it went through because someone was asleep at the wheel over in the copyright office. And, right. And so and it caused a um, I believe it was a very, very prominent intellectual property attorney to come out of retirement to fight this right. on behalf of of all authors, because people, you know, especially authors that write very, very spicy books. That word is something that is part of titles. It's part of a book, you know, book descriptions and so forth. And it's uh, it, it caused yeah. it caused a lot of waves. And I'm not a lawyer, but I think a good thing to know about this kind of thing is that even if you get something, let's say, trademarked or copyrighted, that doesn't automatically guarantee you protection. You have to be able to defend your copyright or your trademark in a court of law if uh you know suits are brought against you or if you bring right. suits against somebody else you have to prove that you have you know there's value in that word to your brand or whatever product right. it is you're trying to do so it's not a matter of just like oh i i filed and it passed it's also a lot of legal battles as well it's a lot of money in court the you know obviously the people with more money can last longer in a in a court battle which is unfortunate and it uh, disproportionately affects members of our community so this was something that was very big to make sure that it was shot down quickly um, yes because the God. entire community could be affected right right and certainly I- marginalized authors would be more affected again with you know not having the resources to to defend like that that's that's a hard thing to do for anybody but it's certainly going to uh, you know, disproportionately affect people. So I'm glad that that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was me too. Scary. I mean, I remember an author uh, being mentioned years ago um, when I was still belonged to Romance Writers of America, whose name was Adele. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that was actually her legal given name, given name on I her birth certificate mm-hmm. and so forth. And this is where there's crossover from other mediums as well, because the singer Adele, mm-hmm. not her, not her herself, but her, her management team. team and her lawyers had copyrighted her name. Right. So this author had signed, you know, her newsletters and and correspondence. You know, cheers Adele, basically, <laughs> and they came after her with a cease and desist letter. Wow! Until for her Adele, own legal name, right? Her own legal name. And, you know, I, I had heard, I don't know if it's true, but I had heard that the actual singer Adele mm-hmm. found out about it and was just like, what the, you right, know, what are you doing No, We don't do this, you know, that type of a thing. So good on her if right. she did, unless it's just, you know, 
something I heard and but I'm I'm hoping that somebody had a, a brain and 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 you know and yeah. actual reality there, you know. But that talks that speaks to the issue though of somebody like in Hollywood like Adele who is obviously very wealthy from her endeavors could easily have taken the other road and squashed this person. Like oh, absolutely yeah. could have squashed this person and not allow them to use their own legal given name. Now of course this begs the question, you know, if a singer came up also bearing the name Adele, would the situation have been different? This is in the book world, so it's a little, it's two different medias colliding, right, but right. but it could it could happen and it could easily happen, which is why I think it's so important in situations like this that when there is a clear violation of like the community's rights um, in publishing, that the community comes together as much as possible. Which kind of brings me into my next thing that I wanted to ask you about, Marianne, especially for newer authors out there. How the heck do they navigate this? How do they, you know, swim in these waters? How do we know what to say or not to say? You know, what do I do if I'm a newer author, especially in this world? Well, I mean, for people who are the younger generations, and I say this because I'm older than you by quite a bit. And, you know, especially like the the old, you know, the millennials and the zennials that grew up with social media as being part and parcel of their world. I didn't grow up with that, you know, and, you know, to have everything, you know, on your hands, you know, mm-hmm. it, you know, on a phone, like, you know, right here at the, you know, right. and so it's always in front of you, you know, scrolling and you know, especially doom scrolling is something that people will do. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, you can get caught up, I think. So I think you have to train yourself that when you see something that smells a little bit like it's drama or people are commenting left and right, oh my God, I can't believe they did this, you know, or if they use the word let's boycott, mm-hmm. the words let's boycott, those are those are triggers that I think, you, you know, that would be um, a good rule of thumb to stay away from. You know, mm-hmm. that you, you know, unless you enjoy the drama, if you enjoy the drama, <laughs> then have at it, you know, but you're yeah. going to have to reap the consequences of posting things that could possibly backlash on you, on your own sales, on your own fan base, and then affect you going forward in your career. So you have to weigh whether putting that snarky comment mm-hmm. to jump on the bandwagon is going to be worth it or not. That's great advice. I think, too, it's very important to try to distinguish like. When is somebody trying to get a rise out of you? Is this a person that's like posting in order to get views or to order? We call it rage farming, right? On on TikTok, where somebody is putting out this hot take or this bad take that's clearly meant to incite anger. So it's called rage farming. And if the more people that they can get to react to it, the more views that they get and they're perfectly happy. So I think it's really important to recognize like, when is somebody rage farming? Or when has the conversation taken a turn where it's important to take action if it's something that you believe in, right? Everybody has their different lines in the sand. So what I usually try to do is I take time. If I see something that's going on in the community and people are kind of talking about it and it's getting that, you know, it's starting to roll and, and things are happening, I sit with it for a bit. Maybe a day, maybe a couple of days, depending on how I'm feeling. And I try to navigate my own feelings and thoughts on it and say, okay, what are, what's the situation? Is this something that needs to be addressed? And how do I feel if I don't speak on it versus if I speak on it? And that kind of is my guiding compass for everything, but it's, it's very tricky. Not everything needs, you know, your voice and not every issue is for you, right? Right. Some, some issues 
I will go to bat for like diversity in publishing and making sure that our marginalized community members have a voice. Like those things are very important to me. Same. Um, but that, but the, the thing, you know, so something else that comes along that may be very important to somebody else, maybe just isn't as important to me. And so therefore does my voice matter in that conversation? If it can give credibility or weight to the issue. And I feel that it's important. That's great. But I think not every issue is for everybody. So I think it's important to navigate your own thoughts on that. Yep, I agree. I mean, I I had a a, a friend who posted the um, J and B ad that came from Spain over the holidays, um, and I, I believe it was Spain because it was done in it was done in Spanish. But it was basically um, for uh, trans positive. You know, mm-hmm. it was it was a, a grandfather who taught himself how to put on makeup because mm-hmm. he wanted to be able to put the makeup on his grandson who was trans trans female mm-hmm. and um you know the lgbtq community is something that's very very close to my heart and i'm a huge ally for it and you know so when i saw this it was posted on a friend's website i mean on a website a, a feed and i saw it and i thought to myself okay what do i do here i want to share this because it was done with such love i mean you just choke up you know it mm-hmm. was done with such love and i and i thought all right if i post this What's going to happen? Yeah. Uh, you know, are our readers going to be upset with me? You know, are they going to, you know, are they not even going to look at it? Are they going to look at it and go and 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 then just be like, okay, well, we're not going to we're not going to buy her books anymore, you know, because of of how I am aligning, uh, you know, aligning myself. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, but because this is something that's so important to me, I did. I posted it, but I didn't post it on my author page because it wasn't shared in a, in a, in a professional capacity, it was shared between friends, but I did put it on my personal page, which has like a thousand people who follow me, you know, and there's a lot of crossover with readers between my author page and my, and my, uh, my reader page, my reader group and my, my personal page. Mm -hmm. And I put it there. And all I did was put, you know, if only the world could love as much as his grandfather, his grandfather loves. And then I said, hate and you know hate uh, will be will be blocked and deleted immediately you know and i you know it was really surprising to me that out of the thousand or so you know just about a thousand people who follow me on my personal page only 16 people liked it or or commented on it and and i know that a ton of my reader friends have had seen it i know Mm -hmm. it and but it was uh, enough of a hot bed topic that people made the choice like you were just talking about uh, not to comment on it now do Mm -hmm. I hold that against them absolutely not that's their own choice whether they want to not everybody is going to feel as passionate as I do about things and you know and that's fine you know as long as nobody's going to be spewing hate because I don't Mm -hmm. I don't buy I don't play that but I'm not going to hold it against them but it's it's a matter of like you said people making the the conscious choice whether posting on something or making their comment is worth it for them. So that, you know, that doesn't mean that they don't agree with me, but at the same, you know, but at the same time, they may feel that there are other variables in their life or in their career that would prevent them from doing so. Absolutely. And I think as an author, you have to realize that even if you have zero social media, right, maybe you just have your website and that's where people go and that's okay. 
But even in that circumstance, you are still going to be a public figure to some extent because you're putting right. your work out into the world and your work is going to speak to readers in whatever way that they perceive it. Correct. Now, it's not your job to tell your readers how to perceive your books. That's on the readers to do. So I think it's really important that you decide, especially early in your career, if you can how public you want to be, how much you want to share with your audience. For example, a line in the sand for me is I don't share any private information about my family or friends. I keep that all absolutely uh, off the internet. I share a lot about my personal feelings and experiences, or I try as much as I can to like be a little bit more vulnerable and to share some of my stories. That's a decision that I have made for me because I feel very strongly that it's important to convey because maybe somebody else can also share that experience and gain something from it. Um, but that's, that's, again, that's a very personal decision and not every mm -hmm. author is, has to do that. I think that's the flip side of it is it's very easy to get caught under this idea that you, you have to share everything. You have to put yourself out there. It's the only way to get readers and connect and, and get sales. And that's, that's not the case at all. It's, it's very much up to you and nobody is entitled to anything from you other than your books. You don't right. have to share anything right. that you are not comfortable right. doing. And it's just, you know, when it, when you see drama pass your, your, your feed, whether, or, or it's uh on a, on a, a, a TikTok video or an Instagram mm -hmm. reel or any kind of posts anywhere. Um, just be careful. Think twice mm -hmm. before you, before you jump on a bandwagon, because especially since you don't know if you have all the facts. Exactly. You, you don't want to end up, you don't want to end up with egg on your face that you backed somebody and then found out that it was a, a lie or somebody had, um, taken taken something and blown it up completely out of proportion and right. they you don't you don't have all the facts you know you just reading the headline instead of actually reading the story you mm -hmm. know and, which a lot of us are guilty of you know they react to headlines instead of actually reading the meat of the story to figure out what's true and what's not true so i just uh you know it's a like you said it's a navigating these waters you know there's all kinds of pitfalls there's there's rocks and shoals and you know, tentacles and weeds and so forth that you can, you're going to get caught in and you just have to figure out a way to how make it, make it smooth sailing for yourself. Yeah. You know? I think yeah. things have like the, the pulse, especially uh, in America has changed a lot. It used to be the advice to authors was always like, be very professional. Don't share any of your personal opinions. Make sure that you're always giving out this like persona of what the author is meant to to be and look like and say right and it's all very kind of surface level and that has changed a lot especially i would say in the last five years with you know the rise of gen z um social justice issues advocacy mm. becoming more of um a, a thing that we hear a lot yes so it's it's really important again just to set healthy boundaries for yourself and your social media and what you're comfortable talking about and what you're not comfortable talking about. And if you put something out there that you're like, wow, I shouldn't have said that. Delete you know it. What? Exactly. Delete it. It's delete yes, it. It is the, inter the internet is forever, as we say, but you're, it's your feed. You're allowed to do whatever you want with your social mm -hmm. media. If you don't feel comfortable having it out there, delete it. If people start, you know, harping on you for it, then either address it or ignore it and move on. You know, they'll, they'll catch on to something else in the next five minutes. So it's, right. you know, just it, give yourself grace. You're you're going to mess up. 
I, I will put this out there right now. At some yeah. point, we all say something that we we feel like we shouldn't have said and we want to take stuff back. So figure out how maybe now you might address it or how, you know, you might handle that situation. If you do say something that you, you know, you feel bad about later, you know, if, whether you apologize in a public thing or you just say, you know, delete it and move on again, that's your decision. There's no one right way to do something in the way that I do it. It might not be right for you. So mm-hmm. just, just give yourself grace as well. Social media is a complex world and so is book publishing. Yeah, it is. And you can always, if you want to discuss something, you know, that's kind of a hot hotbed, you know, hotbed topic or something. Just do it in a private chat with your with your with your besties. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Every, every one of us is author friends that we share with. I mean, we have our mod quad, you know, that we're always talking about stuff and whatnot. Um, you know, so you can you can, you know, and, and people can find out information, share it that way so that mm-hmm. you're in the know without actually in the muck. I would say with the caveat with that is you want to make sure that it's all people you trust because nothing, yes. like, nothing is private on the internet, right? Yes, you know, yes, you write yes, it yes. down in the chat, it's there for that for that chat to have. So if you're if you're really feeling it and you need to vent, call up a friend. Nobody's recording your phone calls, hopefully. Um <laughs> so just, you know, again, like like I trust our mod pod implicitly. Yeah. I wouldn't say anything to them that I honestly wouldn't be afraid to to put out in the world because I'm I'm not that shy about stating my opinions on most things. <laughs> but you know, again, just just be careful. You you want to make sure that you are protecting yourself and setting your lines in the sand to what you're comfortable with and what you're not. Be careful yeah. out there. Yeah. Be careful <laughs> out there. So it's Marianne, cold. <laughs> before, before we wrap this up, what would be your advice to somebody, let's say who found themselves um, and for the sake of the podcast, not in like, you know, the hot water scandal type thing, because I think that's really difficult and hopefully most people won't find themselves in that situation. Hope, you know, again, we all, I think in those situations, sometimes those those lines are very clear, or at least um, the majority seems to be like, for example, what we talked about with Cocky Gate, like that was very clear, like the community rose up together, which right. was a great thing to see against an issue that was clearly a violation of author's rights. But let's say, you know, an, a newer author especially finds themselves or in a situation where maybe they said the wrong thing or maybe they gave into a troll and start and, you know, vented and now people are upset that they vented. What do you think in your, your opinion completely, you know, obviously everybody's opinion is different. What do you think they should do in that situation? I'm not really. Yeah, (laughs) it is. It's a real tough one because I don't want somebody to take my advice and then it backfires on them. Um, Totally your opinion. So this is not professional uh, advice. It's just uh, one author to another. um, My opinion would be if you, if you've said something that's going to create ire, in the in amongst peers and amongst readers and so forth is to decide whether or not what you said was worth you standing that ground or if you should cut your losses and just either delete everything and then apologize um you know ranting on social media about things that are happening in the world I mean, I know that social media is, you know, like a lot of people when they rant, they rant, you know, they're just screaming into the void, you know, to kind of, but um, ranting on social media is a, is a two-edged sword. I I mean, I, I have seen it where too much of it has colored the way people 
look at certain authors and, mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. And, you know, so, but you also don't want your, your presence on social media to be completely invisible and vanilla. You know, you have mm-hmm. to have an, you have to have a personality. Authors are bigger than life. Our characters are bigger than life. So we have to be bigger than life. So I, I think my advice would be decide what's important to you, whether or not you want to stand your ground, you're going to die on this hill or you're going to, you know, or you're going to cut your losses and, and either let it, let it fade out until the next big thing happens and you're going to ride it right out the wave, or you're going to apologize for what you said and you're going to do a mea culpa. You know, that's it's really advice. going to be up your, you know, your opinion. Yeah. You know? that's, what no, about that, you? What, what would you say? Advice. I mean, I've, I've stepped in it before. Again, anybody who follows me knows that I'm pretty opinionated. So uh, I have no shortage of stepping in things, but I, I don't, I pretty much stand by my, by what I say. If I put something out there, I, I mean what I say. I am open to, you know, my mind changing. And I'm certainly happy to announce like on the subject when I do change my mind. There was a situation, I think it was last year, however, that I felt like I had gone too far, that I had said things that were a bit too harsh. Nothing, nothing that I was like, oh my God, but but like as my tone was off. I felt like I I didn't say it in the right way that I wanted to. Nobody was coming after me for it. Nobody was attacking me or being like, hey, Tina, why'd you do that? It was just something that I felt icky about. And right. so I, you know, I put below my comment. Um, hey, I think I was, I think I said this in the wrong way and it came off too harsh and and here's what I meant. And I apologize if I, you know, if I hurt your feelings on that, it wasn't my intention. Um, because a lot of the times things are missed, especially in, you know, texts that is very short um, mm-hmm. between social media or can be misinterpreted from what your intentions were. Right. And sometimes the intentions, you know, aren't what comes across. And right. you, you can't to- read inflection. Exactly. Until, you know, and so so it's important to, you know, take all those things into consideration. And when you're putting your own content out there, but also when you're consuming content, because like Marianne said before, you know, you don't always have the whole story. Usually there's right. one side, the other side and the truth lies somewhere in between. Um, well, I had a I had a situation where, um, you know, uh, you know, people who don't know me, you know, may not know that I am friends with Sherilyn Kenyon. Mm. and or Sherilyn Kenyon McQueen as as Sherry is right now and there was a whole issue with her a legal situation with her divorce from her her now ex-husband um and uh that was a hill I chose to die on mm-hmm. you know because Sherry's my friend but what people don't know is that I lost readers certain mm. readers because of that because I chose to support her and I chose to believe Sherry. Now is, right. is, is Sherry dramatic? You know, <laughs> yes. You know, is it, you know, is, uh, is, did it, did some of it make me have to back away a little bit because I did not want to become so embroiled in it because it's, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a life suck. Yes. Right. I did have to back away a little bit, but it's still, so, she's still somebody who I support. You know, whether she's yeah. cray cray and you know, or not, it doesn't make a difference. She's still a sweetie. And but I, I think that's support, important. But too. I lost I lost people who I, I considered friends, yeah. supporters and, and fans who I considered friends. I lost. I, so, I think that's important, though, to, to recognize as well, that once you start putting yourself out there, not everybody's going to like you. 
just like not everybody's going to like your book. So if you're a, a people pleaser or if you need the validation from other people, you know, social media can be a very dangerous platform for you because it's just it is impossible to please the entire world. It is impossible no, to have Can't. every single person who comes across your your feed in whatever social media format like your stuff the same way that not everybody's going to like your book. So I think it is also important to recognize that. Yes, if you take a stand on certain issues, you may lose readers. There may be people who are like, you know what? She talks too much. I don't want to I don't want to associate with her. And and understand that that's a that's a reality of, you know, being right. a public figure out yeah. in the world. Yeah. The other thing is people will people will talk to you if you do get involved or you do find yourself attached in some way to some kind of a hotbed issue. Like I found myself attached in this situation with with Sherry People will, you know, when they when they see that you are being a supporter of something, they automatically assume that you know more than you do or that you mm -hmm. will talk about more than you were willing to talk about. And they'll be like, so spill the tea. You know, they'll, <laughs> you know they, they want to know they'll, they'll sidle up and kind of want to want to see how much you gossip about. So right. that's the other thing. You can get yourself in a lot of trouble by jumping on the gossip bandwagon. Yeah. So, and, and again, like we talked about before, I think it's really important. Trust your gut. You know, yes. if your gut's telling you like, hey, this sound this sounds like gossip instead of like an important issue that I really want to be involved in, step away. And if you if you want to learn more about um, Sherilyn Kenyon McQueen, Marianne did an awesome interview with her. You can check out in our podcast links. Um, and I think you'll get a, a lot of information there as well. It was a great interview. So. She's a sweetie. She's an yeah. absolute sweetie. And, and, you know, and she's coming back. She is making it, making it back in the, in the world of, of, of publishing and writing and so forth. And it just shows you, there are so many <laughs> incarnations in your, in your career that you, that you can go through if you, if you stay the course. So if you do happen to step in it, or you do say something you shouldn't say, don't let it force you into a corner or, or figure like, okay, that's it. I, I, I give up. I'm not doing this anymore. Just learn from it and just keep exactly. going. That keep I can't going. think of a better way to, to end this episode. It's learning and growing and, you know, don't be afraid to move forward. That's awesome. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, thanks so much, Marianne. This was a, a great episode. I had a lot of yeah. fun. I hope you yeah. all did too. And we'll see you next time. When we Bye. spill more tea. No. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Bound by Books podcast. For more information about the show and all of our hosts, visit our website at www.boundbybookspodcast.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review.